Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes! Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. Instacart for the win. That's okay. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday from Awesome.com. This is the NFL betting show. It's really not the NFL betting show because we're going to talk college basketball. We're going to talk college football, and we're certainly going to talk about the NFL. I'm Ben Raza here, as he always is, Julian Edlow. Happy Friday, sir. Happy Friday. This is our, because of the holiday last week, this is our first show in college hoop season, um, which I'm very excited about. You and I have been talking every day, um, sharing some sharp winning plays, sharing some devastating bad beats. And uh, because it's early college basketball season and nobody ever knows what's going to happen, sharing just some awful swings and misses. No doubt. But I I will say college basketball has been off to a really nice start. We're going to try to keep that going. I've been really happy with it. You're going to take some and we're going to get into some of those bets. Uh, We're going to jump around a little bit. Chad, it's good to see everybody. I want to just quickly, quickly talk about Wednesday. Um, It was a game that I had circled on Thanksgiving. Obviously, things did not go according to plan, not in the sense of the bet. It it just it wasn't the Ravens that I expected. The the line didn't reflect that It, it went to ten and a half. Um, they did end up covering, but did you take away anything? Honestly, my biggest takeaway is that Bud Dupree is out for the year. Yeah, exactly. Um, the Steelers are, you know, this fake 11 and 0 team. Um, it's uh, yeah. I'm more curious about what this means for the Steelers future and what it means for them going forward, because it seemed like Ben in the interview after the game was kind of pissed off about the schedule. Like he gets pushed back. They play Wednesday night football. Now they are Wednesday afternoon football. Now they play Monday afternoon football against Washington. Like, and they have a couple of tough games left on there. They have Cleveland. They have Indy. They have the bills. They have the bills. They have, they have not easy games coming up. Um, so if this schedule comes up uh, to get them, the, if they only lose one game, they still get the one seed because they own the tiebreaker over Kansas city. I looked this up because I know DK has odds on betting the one seeds in each conference now, um, which I thought was interesting. I saw Pittsburgh at minus 200 KC at plus 140. Um, I was curious if KC had that tiebreaker at plus 140 on Kansas city is pretty nice, but um, they need Pittsburgh to lose twice and they would need to win out. But I will not put that past the Steelers at this point because that's a big injury and the schedule's adding up for them. I take nothing away from that game. It was a punt game almost for the Ravens, which, stinks for them because they're right in the wild card mix and they they really need to get in there um so yeah it was 
no no real no real takeaway i i made a small bet on the rg3 rushing prop just because i thought that would be his his go-to with no real weapons and uh obviously a lot of rust to kick off that hit and i had steelers money line to start off uh, a little parlay for for the week so Mm -hmm. played it safe small plays easy things that hit yeah and the the only other thing i I keep forgetting and I, i believe this is right this this year there's only one buy like if you're yes. the two seed, you Huge. have to play. Um, so like the one seed actually matter. I know home field is not as important, but you're gonna have three wild card or whatever they're calling it. Three six teams will be playing, three winners, and then they will join the solo <clears throat> team in each conference that has the bye. So uh, that is important, and and it could determine a lot. Honestly, um, we're gonna shelf NFL just for a second because I I want to go to start off to the college ranks strammy what's up your buckeyes will probably be in this conversation but let's start you want to start with a little college basketball i know we haven't done that on this show sure. uh first of all let's pour one out for eastern illinois yesterday that was let's, that hurt uh thought we were in full control and you know what that comes with the territory college basketball you're going to have situations like that you've got teams that you know seemingly can turn it on and off. What have been your takeaways? How has your year gone? And then kind of moving forward, what are you looking at uh, as we get to the weekend? Yeah, my year's gone pretty well so far. I've been just casually putting plays out on Twitter. I'm not doing like units and like handicapping it throughout the season and and tracking it. I'm just kind of putting plays out and and keeping record. so it's been going pretty well. I'm I'm just a little bit over 500 on, on Twitter, but I've gone heavier on some stuff, done some in-game stuff. Um, they're in-game just really quickly, I think is huge in college. Um, just going back to uh, one of those first games, um, my Rhode Island Rams taking on the Arizona State Sun Devils. URI hung tough with them, covered the, covered the seven in that game, which I bet, which was great. However... Fats Russell was doing absolutely everything for them offensively, whether it was scoring or creating off the dribble. Um, I think you were watching that game too, right? What did you say? Yeah, I think you were watching that game as well too, right? Oh, oh, I watched it. He had four fouls in the first half, which is something I've never seen happen. Ridiculous. So as soon as he picked – and he played fantastic all the way until five minutes left in the game with those four fouls bringing URI. Like, I think they would have won that game if he didn't foul out. He was in control of the game. Fouls out with five minutes, and then it becomes extremely obvious that Arizona State is going to close out that game, and they're plus 155 on the money line or something. Um, Keeping track of situations like that, I think, are bigger advantages than anything you'll see before a game. So uh, that's just something that I want to make mention to, and it's something that you got to be, you know, you only have 30 seconds to to get that done. Um, So it's not like a play you put out and you have it all day to, to decide on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, the season's going well for me. I think, um, I focus on just bigger games because I watch and know those teams better. You focus on these, uh, dumpster fire games that I have also been, uh, been enjoying, but w- one way or another, I don't, I don't mind if it's a big game or a small game. I just want it to be a, uh, a well handicapped game, which I think you did yesterday on, um, whatever that school was again. And it just That's didn't right. work out. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, if you're close, we got a 24 close to 26, that's going to happen. Uh, they're up 23 at half. What do you do? Um, yeah, just to echo that, you know, in college basketball, for people who maybe are a little unfamiliar, you only get five fouls. Uh, and I think one thing to take advantage of if you're watching a game is if someone important picks up two fouls in the first half, generally, 
coaches will sit them <laughs> the for the entire are. first half. I tend to, if it's a situation that I, I kind of was leading towards the team, if I see that, I will bet that first half line right there. Because you're, you're basically getting a quote-unquote the rest of that game, considering it's only the first half, without the other team's possible best player for the entire half. Rarely do you see them bring them back. Uh, and that's something that I don't think the lines really account for as much as they should. So look for that. Little things, I mean, you know, this is not breaking any news. Like, if you have teams that are you know, it's a slow start and you look and they're one for 12 from the field. Well, I wouldn't panic so much. You know, that's going to, there's ebbs and flows in these games. Uh, and there's so many games that you really can pick your spots. That's the other thing. You know, I, I have a couple bets in college basically every day. There's also a handful of games that I like that I actually don't bet just because, you know, you it gets a little dangerous if you're betting 10 games a day. Uh, it's probably too many. You want You want to try to be selective unless you really like the spots. Absolutely. The board is overwhelming in, in yes. college basketball. And I never have enough time to get around to every game of that day when there's a that lot too. of good when there's a lot of good games um at the top. I'm not gonna get to your your Eastern Illinois, but yeah, I'll, I'll do that in with you and uh you'll let me know if there's anything going on down there in the basement. And um then once you point something out to me, then I can start looking into that spot. Um yeah, it, big boards. There's game. There's days where I have one or zero college basketball plays. Like of yesterday, course. I was prepared to play nothing yesterday, and then I played the Eastern Illinois. Um, and then there's days when we have these great afternoon tournaments going on into the evening, where I'll have six, seven, eight plays, uh, and it's just how how it works out. But um, I think also when it spaces out throughout the day, it gives you time to you know, handicap each time window better rather than doing like eight games at seven o'clock. That's a little, a little more dicey. No doubt. So before we move to college football and whatnot, is there anything to, you know, there's 50 games today. Uh, I know it's very early, obviously. One of the many reasons you want to be in our premium Slack chat, we have some really sharp people. Obviously Julian is in there. I'm in there uh, talking about these games, news breaks, you can take advantage, but is there anything there? Do you want to talk? I, I know we won't be on Baylor Gonzaga is there anything that you want to mention in the college basketball realm before we move to a a little football yeah I not a ton jumps out to me again today but like you said there's a lot and it's early so I need to dive into stuff I I almost grabbed Oregon uh minus one last night now it's minus three I I like Seton Hall I think they're a better team than people think and Oregon did not look good in uh in its first game I, I kind of wanted Oregon to pick him here, but if this is getting up to three or four, I might take a look at Seton Hall, who's a really good team, even with Miles Powell gone. Um, they did lose at URI on, on Wednesday night by 13 somehow. It was, it was a close game the entire way. It just kind of fell apart at the end for them. Um, that's a game where I need to see the number because I was ready to back Oregon and pick mm-hmm. him, and now I'm kind of looking at Seton Hall. That's something that jumps out to me on Friday night, but – there's some good, good look ahead stuff. Um, I know DK has lines up on, uh, on games all the way through, like for a while, but Saturday, I I am almost certainly going to be on Gonzaga. I think they're the best team in the country. Baylor's defense is going to present some, some big issues. I'm not, uh, not overlooking that. Um, but I think Gonzaga, especially assuming Jalen Suggs is healthy, who somehow, Looked like he played through like it looked like he like tore his Achilles. And I then thought he was, he was out, out for there. the year. Yep, I thought he tore his Achilles. He was done. My Zags plus a thousand futures were in jeopardy. Um, 
And then he, you see him running around the hallway and it's like, oh, wow, maybe he'll play Saturday. And then he's back in the game. That was unbelievable. Um, but yeah, props to Gonzaga. They're, they're a great team, but I'm, I'm going to be backing Gonzaga in that one. And I already, I already got some two and a half because it had been up on, on DK for a while. Um, it looks like they took some lines down, but the Super Tuesday matchups are great. I, I like a couple of dogs. UNC, last I checked, was plus four and a half against Iowa. Luke Garza um, has been tremendous so far, but I don't think he's going to score 30 points per half against UNC. I think they have some bodies that they can throw at him. Uh, contain him, and which is not easy, but contain him, and I, I think UNC has other advantages across the floor. So I'll take, I'll take the four and a half with UNC. And then Illinois plus three and a half against Duke is, uh, is one of my favorites. Um, Duke has the talent, no, no doubt, but sometimes it takes a little time to put it together early in the season. We just saw them go up 10 early on Michigan state at Cameron and then Michigan state, a veteran Michigan state squad just ran them out of the building the rest of the way. I think Illinois is a superior team to Michigan state. So getting points here with uh, Illinois, who has one of the best one, two, inside out punches in in the country they hung with Baylor for 30 minutes until the wheels kind of fell off against one of the best teams in the country I, I really like Illinois on Tuesday night yeah I think Illinois Illinois is an interesting buy low spot just because I think we might find out that Baylor is a super team um, and there's no shame going down to them that loss I may in time look impressive rather than than a right you know so uh I'm not going to, I haven't, I'll be honest. Cause I, <laughs> you look at the slate today, this is more my speed than yours. There's a lot of bad teams. So I haven't really turned the page to these big time games. I will be leaning on you for that. I'm just going to throw out one game today. It actually starts at three o'clock. Uh, it's a team I bet the other day, got it done uh, in relatively easy fashion against Stony Brook. I'm going to St. Peter's, the Peacocks. Um, they are getting, of course 13, you're going to the Peacocks. <laughs> of course I'm going to the Peacocks. They're getting 13 points at Maryland. And, and at first glance, you're just like, what? At Maryland, that seems awful. Maryland's a fine team. They did lose some key players, including Cowan. Uh, and St. Peter's, very methodical. 330th in the country in tempo. They're going to slow the pace. They lost by one to St. John's. Beat LaSalle by 11. Beat Stony Brook by 14. Do I think they're going to win the game? No. Do I think the game could be played in the 60s, though? Yes. And that, for me, when I'm getting 13 points is very important. So I don't know what to make of Maryland just yet, to be honest. You know, they're 3-0. and They haven't really been tested, but I, I'm not sold on Old Dominion Navy or Mount St. Mary's. I think this is by far the best team they are going to have played so far. I think 13 is just a little, a little heavy, so I will take those points. It's a 3 o'clock game, so uh, there is a little of that if you want something to root for, obviously, on, on, a, on a light day for me, no doubt. Um. One more look ahead. I spot uh, look ahead spot. I missed in one of the bigger games. Um, Sunday at one o'clock when NFL kicks off and everybody is focused on that. Villanova will be playing Texas. Ooh. This one was Texas plus five and a half on DraftKings for a while. Um, I gave that I gave that out on a podcast yesterday. Check back an hour later, and it's Texas plus two and a half um significant movement i think i like texas outright i i also just if it wasn't clear i like illinois i'll, I'll be taking the spreads but i'll be sprinkling money lanes i like illinois outright against duke on tuesday um texas as you know 99 percent of the minutes returning extremely veteran team um that got every single player back they have 
blown out um, Indiana, who's a, you know, a top 25 type of team. They got past UNC to win the Maui Invitational in North Carolina. Um, I think Texas is a really good team. Villanova has shown, you know, it's a bit shaky. It lost to uh, Virginia Tech. That's another spot that uh, I'm looking ahead to over the weekend. Yeah, and listen, you're going to have one of the many reasons you should follow us most on, on Twitter. You'll have some plays out there. You get in Slack. Uh, we're going to be breaking it all down. Some articles should be out as well. But let's move it on. We're, we're going to stick in college for a second, then we'll get to NFL. But I just want to talk college football briefly. I know that's not, you know, with so many sports, you have to prioritize. And college football, I think, isn't your priority. Uh, honestly, right now, it's not even mine. College basketball trumps it. Is there anything that you want to talk about? Or do you want me to just dive into some of these egregious plays? <laughs> yeah. Um, like college football was something I just kind of bet for, for fun to begin with. Like I want to get sharp plays and make money, but like it's something to do on Saturday when nothing else is on the board. At this point, uh, it's pretty much done for me. And especially with things winding down, like teams last games now, um, yep. I'm looking at, like, I have things like Alabama to win the SEC, Clemson to win the ACC, tied in in, like, parlays, stuff like that, big games that I'm, I'm looking forward to later in the month. Um, I don't, I, I'm, I'm very intrigued, I will say, by this BYU-Coastal Carolina game. I think it's a really cool ad. Um, I, I want to watch it. I want to try and get some type of action in it. I lean to BYU. Same. Um, but yeah, I don't have, you know, sometimes I come in here with a, a Alabama team total or whatever. I, I, I'll have maybe one or two college football bets um, in bigger games, but, but nothing really special. I'm looking forward to that BYU Coastal game. Me too. I, I think that, and listen, I'm a big Coastal Carolina fan. I'm just not sure that they've faced anybody of the, you know, yeah. Appalachian State's a fine team and we're going to see them tonight. BYU to me is a legitimate, I, I think, if I was, I'll say it like this, and this analogy is probably not perfect. I think that BYU is closer to Cincinnati than Coastal is to BYU. Like to me, Cincinnati and BYU are actual legitimate party crashers. Marshall and Coastal Carolina are just good teams that are undefeated. So this is a huge test. If Coastal Carolina wins this game, they are a legitimate team and you have to give them credit. They're an, I love them. I'd probably be rooting for them. I don't like it though. I just want to throw out a couple games and then we'll get to the NFL. Iowa State is six and a half point favorite at home against West Virginia. This is a team that they started awful. They lost to Louisiana Lafayette. But once Big 12 play started, they are right in the thick of things. They've beaten Oklahoma and and they could win that conference. They cannot afford to lose this game. I don't think they lose it at home. And then the other game, this is an interesting one. We've got Indiana, who's obviously been very oppressive this year. They only have one loss to Ohio State. They're a 14-point underdog going into Wisconsin, and obviously that is due to their leader going down with a torn ACL. They lost their quarterback. But their backup quarterback has some pedigree. He has uh, he was a heavy recruit out of Utah, Jack Tuttle. Um, I don't think it's going to be that big of drop-off, and that's no disrespect to Penix. He's a great player. But I, I think Jack Tuttle could easily slide right in there. Wisconsin has been ravaged by COVID. We've only seen them three times. The over-under is 45 in the game. I think two touchdowns is a little heavy uh, for a team that I'm not going to automatically assume that Indiana is just done because they lost their quarterback. So uh, I'm going to lean to the Hoosers there on the road. I think they make that a game, and people are overreacting 
to the loss of a quarterback, which is, again, it's always a big deal, but not when you have a backup who has some pedigree. I, tr- I trust you there. That wasn't on the radar for me. I just knew about the injury and just it goes right past me. Yeah, I mean, this is the kind of thing, of course, obviously, if we knew what this guy could do, the spread wouldn't be 14, like we would have our answer. Um, I'm just inferring that, again, this is someone I expected big things from, he hasn't really gotten a shot. And on the other side, you know, Wisconsin opens the year, they crush Illinois, their quarterback, the freshman Mertz looks unstoppable, he has like no incompletions. Since then, it has not gone nearly as smoothly. They were dismantled by a Northwestern team uh, in terms of not being able to manufacture anything. They scored seven points in that game. I don't think Wisconsin is that good. So I'm coming at it from both sides. And again, two touchdowns and an over-under of 45, that's a pretty small window. Like If if that game hangs around that total, that means that no one thinks Indiana is going to do much of anything. Yep. That I mean – Two touchdown spreads with 45 totals. Yeah. You, you get the picture. Yeah, absolutely. So, again, more college plays. You've got questions. You hit us up on Twitter. You hit us up in Slack one more time. One How, of the many. I got a question for you. Please. How is Virginia Tech's defense? Because it's, it's not, it's certainly not vintage. Um, Clemson I, has been, here's my thought process Clemson has been missing. Um, some games uh, as ha- as has Ohio State which is another spot so what I, what I'm thinking this year one of my thought processes this year when I've been betting college football is teams that have been getting limited opportunities these elite teams getting limited opportunities normally they don't take their foot off the gas because they want to get in that top four and be in the playoff now when you're you know getting games axed left and right you need to be full throttle even more so to be sure that you know if a a BYU doesn't creep in because they get Mm. more game like scheduling a really good game this weekend they get another game in you need to be sure that nobody's going to creep up behind you because you only got six games in um so in those games you got to score like seven if you can score 70 score 70 so like I look at like Clemson um Ohio State those like 43 44 team totals and look at the overs um Clemson scored 31 in the first quarter last week against Pittsburgh so like that's a spot I'm considering against against Virginia Tech rather than messing around with 22 and a half points which if they get the team total over they probably cover but still yeah I mean the thing I I I kind of like it's it's not a spot I looked at but I'll, I'll be honest Virginia Tech is going to score in this game they've got a capable offense now unless you're playing an elite defense, I don't think it really matters for a team like Clemson. They're going to hang what they hang. Like, yes, they, could they get 60? I guess, but they're going to move the ball. They're going to score. To me, it's more, can Virginia Tech, I don't want to say keep up, but can they do their part? Uh, I think the, the answer to that is yes. They have a mobile quarterback. They've got some running backs that can, you know, Herbert can cause some problems. I don't mind that. I think it's a little light at 62 and a half. I, I'm not saying I'm going to play it, but you have options. Um and we'll keep an eye on it. But anything else before we get to what's going to be a wild NFL Sunday? Negative. Let's get All to right. the NFL. I do want to say real quick, obviously, December, we're on a little golf hiatus, which is kind of nice, but that doesn't mean we aren't busy here. At awesomeo.com, we've got MMA. NBA is starting in a couple of weeks. NFL, college basketball, college football. There's anything that's going on, we have it. We've got projections. We've got tools. We've got ownership all built by Alex Baker. So if you haven't signed up and you want to come in for a week, 
try it out, see what you think. And then we know you're going to stick around for maybe a month or even a year uh, with our plans. We have so many different options. You can get a single sport. You can get the platinum, which covers everything. If you like to play a lot of different sports, plus we're doing more and more betting content. So make sure you do that. Obviously go check out oddshopper.awesomeo.com. That's what we're going to be talking about here. Me and Julian, you know, shopping those lines, getting the best numbers, tracking your bets, player props, everything that you need on the betting side, Odd Shopper has you. But it's a weird schedule. So we've got 12 games on Sunday, two on Monday, one on Tuesday. Um, When I looked at the spreads, I was actually pretty surprised. There's more, you know, north of a touchdown than I thought. So every time I see that, honestly, I think think of you. You're the first person I think of in that because I think – is this teaser season? Kind of. Okay. Um, I, so more than like two point teasers where teams are at like 10 or 13 and like getting them down to three. I, I'm at the point of the year where I want maybe more of a money line parlay, even if it's three teams that are way up there that I feel even safer about. Mm-hmm. Um Let me say this, like we're at the stage of the season in this type of season. Like we just had a week with Wednesday afternoon football and a team playing without a quarterback. It's messy. Um, So the best bets at this point, like, you know, I I can put out an article on Wednesday with like, here are three NFL plays. I like, there's so much that can change the bet. My best bet of the, the last five years in the NFL was getting the saints minus (laughs) six and a half last week. And that you just had, you know, a five minute window to either get it or you don't um, when that Broncos news comes out. So like the best thing you can do at this point in the year is pay attention to the news on, on Friday and Saturday when we get these final designations of like who's in, who's out. There's going to be random key names of the entire quarterback room not wearing masks and now a team doesn't have a quarterback. Like that's the stuff you want to look out for at this time of the year. Um but I also think that we are getting to a point in the year where rather than messing around with too many spreads, we know who's good and who's bad and who's playing for what. Like early on, like when you're trying to do this in week two, you see Jacksonville beat Indy. It's like, well, is Jacksonville actually good? Does Indy suck? It's like, no, we've now uh, established that that was just a giant fluke. Um, so like teams that I'm looking at, the Jets, the Jets probably aren't going to win a game. Vegas is in a huge bounce back spot after getting embarrassed by the Falcons. They're winning that game. That's a teaser or a money line parlay piece that, that I would be willing to, to throw in. Um, you keep going down the board to Eagles and Packers. Do I want to bet the Packers minus eight and a half? No. Look what happened on Monday night football. The Eagles covered that game when you knew there was never a sniff of them winning it the entire way. Um, that's why I don't want to mess around with numbers like this the, uh, the rest of the season. But I am very confident the Packers will be in a similar position to the Seahawks and be in control of that game the entire way and uh, win. It's a, arguably as big a mismatch of quarterbacks as you could have outside of Mahomes. Rodgers is playing as well as anyone, and Carson Wentz might be the worst starting quarterback in the NFL oh, right now. Harsh. Harsh. Cam, maybe Cam Newton. I'll say that Cam Newton might be worse. Um, <laughs> which I might have a play on the Patriots this week. Um, the Chiefs, obviously, against the Broncos. Like, let's just take those three. If you slap those together, Chiefs, Packers, Raiders. That gets you like a minus one thirty, minus one twenty five parlay. Like, 
I know three team money line parlays are like square as hell. You don't want to do them you all the pick time, but like, do we really think that the Jets, Broncos, or Eagles are going to win this week? I don't. So it's a week where I'm looking at stuff like that. I'm not locking stuff in until Sunday at this point, pretty much, um, because anything can happen. But something like that is what I'm looking at for this weekend. Related to that, we had a good question from chat uh, from Hill3TDs Wilson. So can you talk about parlays? How often do you do this and how many teams are you parlaying max? Uh, so I'll say a couple different things and then I'll pass it to you. First off, I think it really, like most things with betting, it depends on what your goals are. If you want to have some fun and you're looking for a big payoff, you want to throw four teams in a parlay and take a shot, you can do it. Obviously, you get that upside. But if you're really trying to grind out profit, parlays are not the best idea. I do. There are situations uh, that Julian's talking about where you don't want to lay the points. There's bad numbers. And I think there's more value. I'll, I'll reference another college basketball game last. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tonight, I really liked Arizona State. I just It was a six-point spread, and it just felt like one of those games where they were going to win. Very, I was very confident they were going to win. Mm-hmm. But I thought the spread was not too much. It was just, just about right, honestly. I looked to pair them up in a money line parlay. They ended up covering the game. They won by eight. But I was so happy that I didn't have to sweat out a fluke basket. Well, that um, was, it was at six with like 30 seconds. Yeah, a couple left. foul shots. It was, that was a coin flip spread. And I'm the same as you. I had Arizona State money line in two parlays there. So that... I, I agree with you, even though it covered that could have gone either way. Um, yeah, I, I think that you want to be selective. I'll sometimes have a two team money line parlay looking to get it to about minus one ten, maybe even a little plus money. Rarely, if ever, though, do I have like three or four team parlays, you know, against the spread round robins. Stuff like that, unless I'm really looking for some upside and trying to take an actual, you know, a big, ri- not a big risk, but a big reward, I guess. Um, yeah. So for me, my parlays, I, I don't parlay spreads. I don't parlay underdogs. Um, it's teams that I really trust to get it done where I don't want to have to worry about them winning by multiple possessions um, to win the game. So like, the Eagles and Seahawks is is the perfect example the other night, even though the spread was, was a one possession game. Um, like you just don't want to be laying late in the season, 10 points and you're, you know, you're, it's a 14 point game late and that defense just caves in and, and gives that touchdown up with 30 seconds left. That's the worst feeling in the world. Um, everybody's been there. So I just think we can, 
especially at this stage of the season, like there are just teams that we can trust more than others and teams that we know stink. Um, like the Raiders playing for a wild card spot, coming off a bad loss and going against the Jets who just are so uncompetitive. Um, I I don't want to lay eight and a half, um, but I don't see the Raiders losing that game. So for me, normally I want to get two two favorites and get them to around minus 110, minus 120, like you said. Um, but at this stage, we have we have bigger favorites on the board and we have t- spots that I'm, you know, more confident in. Like I consider, you know, the three-teamer that I just gave out, like I consider that a Raiders-Packers money line parlay and the Chiefs are like a free square against the Broncos on, on Sunday night football. Like there's no way they're going to lose that game. No. Um, and so it's like a free square to add a little bit more juice to get it, to get it closer down. Cause if you take the chiefs out, you're looking at like a minus minus one eighty parlay um, and you put them in and it gets it down to minus minus one twenty five or so. It's a big, pretty big difference for me. Yeah. You just have to pick your spots. Cause obviously the, the trap that you, people can fall into is looking at the games individually. Like when you're like all these games, it's like, well, they're not going to lose. That's why they're minus 350, minus 400. They only have to lose, quote unquote, one out of five times. Uh, so I think it's just about trying to prioritize. For me, the Raiders uh, coming off a 43 to six loss would be, they're the team I'm taking in Survivor. I wrote that article will be posted. You can check that out if somehow you're still alive uh, in Survivor. I think the Raiders and to me, the Vikings, uh, I want to talk about that. I actually, if this gets to nine and a half right now, they are a 10 point favorite at home against the Jaguars. If this gets to nine and a half, I will certainly still use them probably in some maybe teasers or money line. I will also bet them against the spread. I think they absolutely blow the doors off Jacksonville. They need this game. Dalvin Cook gets hurt every game, but he also comes back in every game. Uh, And Mike Glennon, Listen, it's just the Jaguars are atrocious. They're they're Julian, you picked up on this early in the year. The mileage that we got from them beating the Colts randomly made them such a good fade for several weeks because they were just yeah. being overvalued off one completely fluky win. Yep, I agree. I'd maybe that maybe that's a team that you use um instead of the Packers if you think the Eagles are good. Like I, I'm I'm not against using the Vikings. I just stayed away from it because at the higher number, you know, they're close to like minus 500 on the money line in some spots. It doesn't get you down to as low as I prefer mm-hmm. to get in, uh, in the money line. Probably you could also take the chiefs out who are a monster favorite. If you did Raiders Vikings um, and Packers, now you're right around that minus minus one ten to even money number that you want. And that's pretty safe. It feels like the Packers to me are the one that you're not, sold on you like the Raiders and the Vikings yeah I mean I I, listen the Packers this is where I think it's kind of what I just said the Packers should win that game I think they do win that game quite often do I think the Eagles could win the game absolutely um any of these teams I mean it's the NFL we know that to me the Vikings is the best bet of these teams against the spread though uh it's a healthy total at 51 Jacksonville is just awful I do not think it stays competitive um like the Seahawks are also a 10 point favorite going against Colt McCoy. Uh, most of these spots seem very safe. I just don't think you want to blindly back all of them. You want to pick and choose right. shop the odds. Like Julian saying, they're not all created equal. Uh, you can get three of these teams and it's minus minus one seventy five. You get three others that are slightly, maybe a little riskier and it's minus minus one twenty. That's a pretty sizable gap uh, that you're going to want to consider. 
Are there any spreads though? You know, we've talked about these big spreads. You've got a couple games, several sitting around a field goal, whether it's Colts, Texans, Saints, Falcons, Lions, Bears, Rams, Cardinals, any of these competitive games that caught your eye? Um, I would say two of them. And so Colts, you really wanted to get that minus two and a half opening. Um, but I do think, you know, Houston has won and covered two in a row. I think maybe people are getting a little bit hyped up on the Texans, but you know, we saw what Will Fuller did on, on Thanksgiving without him in that offense. That's a huge piece missing. And then Roby, the number one corner, um, injured. And the Colts are coming off a, a blowout loss. Uh, they also went to overtime with the Packers, which is no, you know, nothing wrong with that. Um, so I think they're being a little overlooked here. So money's come in on the Colts, but the Texans, the majority of the season, you know, two weeks ago, if we're having this conversation, the only team they've beaten is Jacksonville twice. Uh, now they have wins over the Patriots and Lions. Uh, the Colts are a better team. The Colts need the game more. Um, I I haven't bet it, but I, I would lean to the Colts. I would like to get three. I think that, you know, better, better defense. Um, Deshaun Watson, I don't, I just don't think he can play as well with Brandon Cooks now as the go-to guy and uh, whoever else, Kiki Kute and um, possibly stills, possibly stills. So like, who knows? I, I, think that the Colts should win by three or more. I have one game. This is my favorite bet of the week, and it's a bad team. I believe – I can never remember. I think this is a team that you need to crash and burn, and they're, they're helping you out. They've lost five straight. I like the Bears. Uh, Bears. What? The Bears? Bears. Minus three. You don't want to talk about bad teams. The Lions are just awful. Uh, finally, they jettisoned their coach as they should have. Coming off 20, they lost 20 nothing to the Panthers. Then they were disgraced on Thanksgiving, 41 to 25. They've lost four of five. Their win was against Washington. I don't see anything. Stafford is banged up. Galladay being back could help, but I just, I don't like this team in any capacity. We have to see what's up with Swift. Him sitting again, if that is the case, would be huge. But I also want to talk about the Bears. Obviously, I'm not saying they're playing well, but they've lost five straight at the Rams, the Saints at the Titans, the Vikings, and at the Packers. I mean, those are good teams. I'm not saying that you should be losing every game, uh, but it's not like they're losing to garbage teams. I do think that Trubisky is an upgrade over Nick Foles. He gives you upside. He gives you a bad floor, but at least he can move the ball. Some of it is in garbage time, and this is just a game they have. If they have any hope, they have to win this game. Uh, They're still somehow in it at 5-6. and At home, they already beat the Lions in Week 1, 27-23. I think this should be more around six and a half. I'll be honest. I think that the bears find a way to get this done. It's a good number at three. Uh, Trubisky better team. They are just a better team at home. Um, and I don't think that the lions have much going for them again with the coaching change. This is it for the bears do or die situation. Yeah. I don't hate that. Um, I do have the bears minus minus one seventy to miss the playoffs. Um, that got to like, nearly plus 200 at one point and I thought I was done and then this beautiful five game losing streak uh happened and now it's it's quite alive again even if even if Chicago wins this game um Detroit's horrible so I I agree with you I think that the Bears 
the Bears defense is strong enough to to pull this one out and just be solid on offense. Don't turn the ball over Trubisky. Um, and they should get this one done at home. So and, I don't I don't mind that play at all. Yeah, and just like again, I, I, I don't like to do this, and I'm not saying it's the end all be all, but like they lost by three to the Saints in overtime. They lost by a touchdown to the Titans, they lost by six to the Vikings. Last week it got away from them in Green Bay. Um, but again, this is a team that to me, they have flashes of what could be a playoff team. They have a strong unit defensively. They can rush the quarterback. Detroit is in a free-for-all. They've lost four or five. Stafford is hurt, as I mentioned. Uh, and they've just – they haven't been competitive. 16-point loss to the Texans, 20-point loss to the Panthers where you score no points. Uh, I don't see much changing there. So that's my favorite bet of the week. I have to ask you about the Cardinals – do you have a feel? I think that's an easy stay away game, very difficult to break down, but them and the Rams could go a long way in deciding the West and playoff positioning. Yeah. And this kind of ties in. I was going to ask you a question and this ties in for you. Cause I know you have Cardinals futures that we're, we're both going to lose. Um, yeah. Like, how do you feel? I feel it's important to be like uh, aware um I have the Bears missing the playoffs but the, if the Bears are if I think the Bears are one of the better bets this week and they're going to get a win against the Lions to bet on the Bears even though I have a future you know fading them um how like how do you how do you feel about that I think I think it's good to say you know I, I think I need to back the Bears in this spot even though I'm against them and I still have hope for for my future even if they even if they win and cover this week yeah, I mean, I, I, the way I look at it, what's done is done. Like, I, I'm not going to say, man, I love this spot, but I can't bet it because I have a position exactly. against it. If you really like that, like, I have bet the Cardinals this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I hope that they lose all their games. But if there's a spread that I'm very confident in, I have to try to hope that that's a, a very tight middle where they win that game. And ultimately, I still cash these futures. So I would not hesitate to bet a team even if I had a shorting position because that's more of a long-term approach yeah uh, I think yeah. people can struggle with that and especially towards the end of the season where we're getting closer to Definitely. the finish line of catching the futures of ah I can't bet on the Bears I have them to miss the playoffs I need them to lose but it's a good spot to bet the Bears and I might join you there so just keep that in mind people um and with that said on this Cardinals game i I don't think I'm going to bet this game because I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen. I don't even think I'm going to offer any insight here. Do you have some? I wish I did. So my insight is that the the both of these teams that have a little Jekyll and Hyde to them, I, I clicked yes. in, into Odd Chopper, you know, on the matchup page, the betting is very split. You look at, you look at the Rams. I mean, they have, they have games where golf drops back 50, 60 times. Uh, and then you have games where he just looks absolutely helpless. Um, I don't know what to make of them. I do think Cam Akers is starting to assert himself in that backfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's more on the DFS side, maybe the prop Way side, prop. Yep. if you get a number on him. I'm not sure. And again, we're not doctors. Kyler just looks like that shoulder is even affecting his wheels. Uh, I wasn't really impressed with what they did against New England. I didn't think that I'll be honest. I didn't think that was a penalty against cam uh, at the end there. It was, it, it didn't change the fact that they were just not really doing much. They need to unlock Hopkins. We'll see if Fitz comes back here. He was a COVID issue. They're missing Chandler Jones. They're missing their nose tackle. I think Arizona is starting to wear down a little bit. 
I agree. And the Rams are also, you know, impressive win in Tampa, gross loss to San Francisco. They're in a bounce back spot. Um, if you made me bet the game, I would take the Rams. Same. But, uh, you know, a division road favorite late in the season, like, I don't want to bet this game is what I'm saying. Um, but tying into the Cardinals a little bit, and somehow this is a team I've had a bad read on for like a month now, the New England Patriots. Um, I loved Baltimore. I thought they were going to smash them. New England wins that game at home. I thought New England got some momentum, could run all over the Texans. Um, I liked them in Houston. Houston wins that game. Stayed away last week. Had a lean to the Cardinals if you made me bet the game. Of course, New England wins. New England now in L.A. to face uh, your guy, Justin Herbert, and the Chargers. Uh, the Chargers cover games, but they don't win games. So now in a near, in a pretty much a pick em, you're going to have to win to cover. Yeah, if they, if they uh, cover and don't win this game, that would break the league. Yeah, that's, so. that's math right there. Um, so I think last week, you know, Cam Newton had like 80 passing yards, multiple turnovers. Disgusting. Um, and the Patriots win that game. I think it was a huge coaching mismatch between Bill Belichick and Cliff Kingsbury. And I think the gap only grows this week with Bill <laughs> Belichick coaching against Anthony Lynn, who we all saw last week. Um, doing stuff like you just take a guy off the couch who's smashed back a 12 pack on a Sunday afternoon and he's going to do a better job than Anthony Lynn what was that so I wasn't I bet you know me and Julian did a three pack of bets last week in a short form video and one of mine was the bills and I I just was like well another Hail Mary here we go like I've lost some stupid bets like that but somehow the Chargers just tried to run it in on the goal line after that I've never seen anything like that they're wasting a lot of talent again uh weird game yeah it's sitting around pick them right now I, I see the angle it's just weird teams both yep in some I, way. I don't I, the Patriots do not encourage me that offense stinks um I think it might be worth a small bet on the Patriots because of the coaching mismatch. Uh, and even more so, I might not even bet it, but I might just watch the first half. And maybe the Chargers are up seven at halftime. I think Belichick's going to do a much better job in the second half than Anthony Lynn. Um, and you look at a second half line there for, for New England to adjust some things. Uh, whereas the Chargers just go into the locker room and twiddle their thumbs and, and come out and see what happens in the second half. So that's my thought there. It's not a strong, it's not a big bet. It's not a go all in on New England. It's a let's, let's consider taking them in a pick them to win that game because the Chargers are done and the, the Patriots at least still have some wild card hope. Um, they have reason to win this game. And uh, once we watch some of this game, I think, I think, adjustments are only going to favor the Patriots in the second half. No, no doubt. I do want to say uh, real quick, a couple things. One on this Friday morning, uh, our man, Jordan Klein behind the glass, is actually taking some well-deserved vacations. We got Josh Engelman behind the glass and I know what he would say. He would say, hit the like button, uh, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell. Uh, we're building that channel up. We appreciate everyone who joins and we really think, uh, the best way to get involved is is to subscribe to the channel. You, you won't miss a show. We have so much content and hitting the like button helps us out a ton on this Friday. I do really appreciate it. I want to say just off what you were just talking about, Julian, 
if you think that the Patriots win the game, Damian Harris, 62 and a half rushing yards. I know James White somehow found the end zone twice last week. Do you feel confident that you can predict the volume on the ground? Or is that a situation where you say, you know what? I feel actually more comfortable with the team than an individual prop. I really want to. Um, Against Houston, I felt more confident. I bet twice as much on Damian Harris over 62 and a half rushing yards than I did on, uh, on Patriots money line. Um, and he had 39 yards in the first quarter and finished with 43. I, they completely went away from him against Houston's bottom of the barrel, worst in the NFL rushing yards allowed per game defense uh, and, and lose the game. So I, it does not inspire much confidence in, in me, which then goes back to then why do I think the Patriots are going to win the game? Um, I guess because I'm fading Anthony Lynn, but I, I want to I want to say yes, but I I think the responsible thing to do is to stay away because we don't know where they're going to go. There are other backs um, factoring in. It should be a game where Damian Harris carries the ball 20 times for 80, 90 yards, but it just might not be because the Patriots, for some reason, have been deciding not to go that way. Uh, boy. Um, well, well, yeah, I, it, it's been a very difficult team to break down i've mostly stayed away and i probably gonna continue to do that I, I may look to the prayer props jacoby myers the target share has been there time and time again i'm interested to see on the other side what what happens with keenan allen if they what gilmore can do final thing you know we've got a couple minutes left i do want to ask you i you know i'm a buffalo bills guy i don't like the spot though the niners are are not dead and buried just yet you talked about earlier in the year, I mean, how just injury ravaged they were once Bosa went down. It was a domino effect. The pendulum is swinging a little bit the other way. Uh, they are getting healthier. They've gotten some guys back, Debo and Co. It's basically a pick em. I don't even know where they're playing the game. I think they're playing in Arizona. Arizona, right? Arizona. So uh, I guess that's kind of a home game. But do you have a feel on what's a huge game, but a very difficult one to break down? Not much, um, but it is, it's not like the 49ers are going to be comfortable here at home. This is a legitimate neutral neutral site site game. Like it's no fans. So it's kind of a neutral site all year, but at least somebody is sleeping in their own beds and going to their own stadium that they're comfortable in. That's not the case here. So this is, this is saying that the bills and 49ers are completely even teams. uh, And I don't think they are. I actually kind of would lean to the bills here. If I'm, if I'm picking a side, I know you're, nervous about your bills in this spot um i think buffalo is the better team so if you're telling me this is legitimately a neutral site game i i i want buffalo um god i hope you're right i do have i also prefer buffalo because uh i did bet niners plus money once the injuries came in plus money under 10 and a half wins in season plus money under nine and a half wins in season I went back for more at a worse number um because I liked it a lot and uh they I mean they look strong so we'll we'll see but I I do need them to to lose games like this so my my lean to the bills is is unbiased I I, it's it's simple handicapping I guess I think that the bills are are the better team and we get a legit neutral site game so that is the team that I feel I should I, I would play if I had to play the game simple enough uh, thoughts on Devonte Booker this week could be the starter. Yeah, he could be. I, I think that if we get that news solidified and the player prop market is open and hasn't taken advantage, you absolutely can go there against that 
Jets are just atrocious. In terms of the Raiders, I'd prefer Jacobs, but I'm not worried. I don't care who. It's not going to be Frank Gore for the Raiders' backfield. That's the Jets' backfield. So you don't have to worry about that. I don't care who they throw back there. The Raiders have to win this game, uh, and they are. I think they'll be just fine. Um, So... Any the last thing before we bounce on out of here and don't go anywhere because coming up, I believe, 11 a.m. Eastern, Alex Baker, the man himself with Josh Engelman, talking some NFL, getting you guys ready for everything on week 13. Certainly you need to hear what they have to say. Is Keenan Allen a start this week considering who's guarding him? I think so. The volume will be there. I mean, you're a Gilmore. Yeah, it's always there. Is there one game, I'm not saying you're going to bet this, but if you had to take an upset, a money line, you know, a team to win outright, is there any team? I'm, I'm going to actually, I'm going to put you to the test. I'm going to do a two-part question here. Any money line team and then any money line of the teams north of a touchdown. So a true upset. Uh, okay. So do you want me to uh, throw one out there first? Go ahead. I think the obvious one um, to me would be the Cardinals. That game's just a toss up in my mind. We've talked about the Rams and then both are capable of winning. I think I like the Rams in the game, but you you're, you're looking at a three, two and a half point spread. Uh, nothing that wouldn't even remotely shock me uh, if the Cardinals went in and, and, or not went in just held serve at home. Yeah, that's one. The other one I would go to I, Falcons. I, yeah, that's an interesting one. New Orleans, the defense has been great lately, but now they're in Atlanta. They're maybe due for some regression. Um, Atlanta can win that game, I think. No, I, I would. And listen, the spread kind of indicates that it's only a field goal. Falcons, despite blowing a ton of games, they still have a lot, a lot of, of talent. Chat, yeah, feel free to throw out your upset specials. We've got a couple Texans to beat the Colts, the Browns. Um, are the Browns underdog? I don't know about that. Oh, yeah, they are. Six-point underdog, yep. obviously. Tennessee. Um, all right. So now this is obviously – do I think this is going to happen? No, and I, I'm sure you feel the same way. But of the teams that are north of a touchdown, who would be the one to pull the big-time upset? Yeah. I don't like any of these. I don't know how I'm – I don't know how I'm here, but I guess I'm going Washington – because I think this could be a spot where the schedule catches up to Pittsburgh. I think Washington's defense is underrated and Pittsburgh's a little banged up offensively. We saw the Ravens without like a quarter of their players uh, cover and lose by whatever. What was that? Five point game. Yep. Um, Yeah. I mean, any option is not the best option. Obviously it's going to sound a little crazy. So I'm I'm going to say Washington at eight and a half point dog on the Monday afternoon football games. Pittsburgh's getting all these weekday afternoon type of games. Um, don't bet it. Don't bet Washington money line, but I don't hate it at eight and a half. There's a reason it's come from 10 and a half to eight and a half. Yeah, it has, to, it has taken some money. Um, we got, okay. We got Mike Jags plus 390 on the money line. Strami Giants plus 380 on the money line. Bill, the Bengals. Um, I'll tell you what, if any of you get it right, you better be in chat next week taking your victory lap because we will remember. I'll say one one quick thing. Miami is too heavy of a favorite. Like, Agreed. You can't be 11 and a half against the Bengals. And I know there's no Burrow, but you were like eight and a half against the Jets. Um, 
that doesn't make sense. But I know your next question. No, I'm not betting the Bengals plus 11 and a half. I'm just staying away from the game. Same. So am I. But I will say if I had to take one of these teams, the Eagles would be my actual choice just because I think they're truly better than all these garbage teams we're talking about. I think the most – if you're talking about the the Bengals are plus 450 on the money line. I don't think that that's that crazy. I, I know the Dolphins have a very good defense. I'm not overly sold on them. So, uh, again, we're talking about big-time upsets. None of these teams are going to make my card. I guess there's a situation, though, where I tease Cincinnati up north of 17. I do not think they get blown out in the spot. Uh, but, yeah, listen, what you brought up is very valid with the Steelers' schedule. It is not easy to be playing on all these weird times. They lost a key contributor on defense with Bud Dupree yeah. going out for the year. Maybe they, you know, and Washington has shown the ability with Gibson, McKissick, even Alex Smith, you got to give him credit. I am a little worried about him behind that line with this type of pass rush, but we will see what happens. But we are going to bounce on out of here. Chat, like I said, this is fun. If you have any questions, if there's a game we didn't get to or anything comes up, again, follow us on Twitter at JazzRazDFS, at Julian Edlow. Get in Slack. We will be in there. A lot to break down. So college basketball today, college football tomorrow, NFL Sunday, NFL Monday and Tuesday. A lot of sports here at awesomeo.com. Good luck, everyone. Uh, Enjoy your Friday, and we will see you next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.